I would like to dedicate this book to Amelia. Magic Treehouse number 21, Civil War on Sunday by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter 1, A Light in the Woods. Jack looked out his window. It was a dreary Sunday afternoon. There were dark clouds in the sky. Thunder rumbled in the distance. Jack stared down the street at the Frog Creek Woods. When is the magic treehouse coming back? He wondered. Hey, guess what? Annie said. She charged into Jack's room. I saw a light flash in the woods. It was just lightning, said Jack. No, it was magic. A swirl of light, said Annie. I think the treehouse just came back. I'm sure it was just lightning, Jack said. Didn't you hear the thunder? Yeah, said Annie, but let's go check anyway. She started out of Jack's room. Then she peeked back in. Bring your backpack, just in case, she said. Jack was always glad for a chance to look for the magic treehouse. He grabbed his backpack and followed Annie down the stairs. Where are you two going? Their mom called. Out to play, said Annie. Don't go far, said their mom, and come in if it starts to rain. We will, said Jack. Don't worry. They slipped out the front door. Then they ran up the street and into the Frog Creek woods. The woods were dark under the storm clouds. A cool wind shook the leaves. Soon Jack and Annie came to the tallest oak tree. Oh man, said Jack, you were right. The magic treehouse stood out against the gray sky. Morgan, called Annie. There was no sign of the enchantress. Let's go up, said Jack. He grabbed the rope ladder and started up. Annie followed. They climbed into the treehouse. It was hard to see in the dim light. Look, said Annie. She pointed to a piece of paper and a book lying on the floor. Jack picked up the paper. Annie picked up the book. Listen, said Jack. He held the paper close to the window and read aloud. Dear Jack and Annie, Camelot is in trouble. To save the kingdom, please find these four special kinds of writing for my library. Something to follow, something to send, something to learn, something to lend. Thank you, Morgan. Camelot is in trouble, said Jack. What's that mean? I don't know, said Annie, but we better hurry and find these writings. Let's go look for the first, something to follow. I wonder where we should look for it, said Jack. What's the title of the book you're holding? Annie held the book close to the window to read the title. Yikes, she said softly. She showed the book to Jack. On the cover was a painting of a peaceful looking field and a blue sky. The title said, The Civil War. The Civil War, said Jack. Cool. Annie frowned. Cool, she said. War's not cool. It sort of is, Jack said uncomfortably. He knew war was bad, but some parts of it seemed fun, like a game. I guess we'll find out, said Annie. She pointed at the cover. I wish we could go there. Thunder boomed through the woods. The wind started to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Chapter 2, Cruel War. Glaring sunlight filled the treehouse. It's really hot here, said Jack. Especially in these clothes, said Annie. Their clothes had magically been changed. Annie wore a long dress. Jack wore scratchy pants and a long-sleeved shirt. His backpack was now a leather knapsack. Where are we? asked Annie. They looked out the window together. The treehouse had landed in a tree at the edge of a field, the same field on the cover of the book. It looks so peaceful, said Jack. Where's the Civil War? There, whispered Annie with a shiver. 
She pointed to the woods beyond the field. Jack saw a soldier riding a horse out of the woods. The horse was covered with mud. The soldier's blue uniform was torn. His arm was bloody. Another man rode into the field. His blue uniform was in rags too. His head was bandaged. Oh man, whispered Jack, who are they? He opened the Civil War book and found a painting of some soldiers in blue. He read to Annie. 1861 to 1865. The Civil War is also called the War Between the States because it was fought between the Southern and Northern states of the United States. Southerners wore gray uniforms and were called Confederate soldiers. Northerners wore blue uniforms and were called Union soldiers. So they're Union soldiers, said Jack. He pulled out his notebook and wrote, Civil War, 1861 to 1865. Blue equals North equals Union. Gray equals South equals Confederate. Jack looked at his book again. He read aloud, The Civil War was a cruel and bloody war. More people died in this war than in all of America's other wars put together. One out of every five young men in the nation died or was wounded. That's so sad, said Annie. Jack wrote in his notebook, Cruel War. Wow, they keep coming, Annie said. Jack looked up. More Union soldiers were coming through the field. These didn't have horses. They all looked sad and weary. Some of them limped. Some of them helped others along. One man stumbled and fell down. I have to help, said Annie. Wait, said Jack. She started down the rope ladder. You can't help, said Jack. A kid can't help. But Annie kept going. Don't forget, we have to find some special writing for Morgan, Jack called. Something to follow. He packed the Civil War book and his notebook and his knapsack. Then he started down the ladder. When he stepped onto the ground, Jack saw Annie in the distance. She was holding her hand out to the fallen soldier. She helped him to his feet. The soldier slowly started walking again. Annie walked beside him. Oh, brother, said Jack, and he hurried to catch up with Annie. The sun was scorching hot as Jack ran through the dry field. He was sweaty in his scratchy clothes. He caught up with Annie. Together, they walked silently with the soldiers. At the edge of the field was a steep hill. Everyone stopped and gazed at the sight below them. Rows and rows of white tents. Thank goodness, said the soldier beside Jack. We're saved. Chapter 3, Field Hospital. Jack and Annie walked with the soldiers into the camp. Outside one tent was a long line of men in torn blue uniforms. They looked tired and hurt. Many were bloody and barely able to stand. Women wearing dark dresses were giving out food and water to the men in line. Where are we? asked Annie. I'll find out, said Jack. He pulled out their book and found a picture of the campsite. He read, During the Civil War, field hospitals were set up quickly near battlefields to treat wounded soldiers. Soldiers stayed in the field hospitals for a short time before going back to fight or moving to a larger hospital or being sent home. This field hospital in Virginia took care of over 400 patients. That's a lot, said Annie. It sure is, said Jack. He pulled out his notebook and wrote, Field Hospital Set Up Near Battlefield. Jack read aloud again from the book. More than 3,000 women helped out as nurses during the Civil War. Nursing was a new job for women in America. Before the war, only men had been nurses. Wow, said Annie. Maybe we can be nurses. Forget it, said Jack. Kids can't be nurses. Jack wanted to find the special writing for Morgan and go home. The sad scene at the field hospital was making him feel sick. I'll just ask, said Annie. She headed over to a nurse cooking over a campfire. 
Annie, we've got a mission, Jack called, but Annie kept going. Jack heaved a sigh. He tucked his notebook and the Civil War book under his arm and followed her. Waves of heat rose from a small cooking fire. The young nurse was heating a pot of coffee. Flies buzzed everywhere. Hello, said Annie. The nurse barely smiled at them. Her face was red and beaded with sweat. Her eyes looked terribly tired. Where are you from? She asked. Frog Creek, said Annie. We'd like to volunteer as nurses. The young woman didn't seem at all surprised. We could certainly use some help, she said, sighing. Some of us have not slept for days. Why not? asked Jack. The wounded are coming here from a battle near Richmond, said the nurse. More and more keep coming. It never seems to end. Just tell us what to do, said Annie. While we feed the new patients, you can go to the first two tents, the young nurse said, and give the other soldiers their new meal. She pointed to a basket filled with bread and potatoes. Next to it was a ladle and a bucket filled with water. Anything else? Annie asked. Just try to give them comfort, the nurse said. How do we do that? said Annie. I don't have time to show you, the nurse said, but here's a list of things that can help. She pulled a piece of paper from her apron and handed it to Annie. Annie read the list to Jack. Be cheerful. Lessen sorrow and give hope. Be brave. Put aside your own feelings. Don't give up. Follow that list, said the nurse, and you can't go wrong. The nurse took the pot of coffee from the fire and carried it to the line of men. Follow, said Jack. Follow that list. That's what she said, said Annie. Jack took the list from her. Don't you get it, he said. This is it. We found it. The special writing for Morgan's library. Something to follow. Yes, said Annie. Jack put the paper into his knapsack. It was handed right to us, he said, smiling. We can go home now. Oh, no, not now, said Annie. We have to help his nurses first. But Annie, said Jack. She picked up the food basket. Then she started toward the row of white tents. Wait, we're supposed to leave, Jack said weakly. Our mission is over. The truth was that he didn't want to help. He didn't want to be around wounded and suffering soldiers. It was too sad. Bring the water bucket in the ladle, Annie shouted. Then she disappeared inside the first tent. Jack groaned. He knew he couldn't change her mind. He pulled out the list and read the first line. Be cheerful. Oh, brother, he said. Jack put the list back into his backpack. He picked up the heavy bucket. Hurrying clumsily after Annie, he tried to smile. Chapter 4, Freedom Fighters Jack carried the water bucket into the tent. The scene inside was like a nightmare. The tent was hot and stuffy. A dozen injured soldiers lay on small cots. Some called for food. Others begged for water or just moaned. Jack wanted to rush back outside, but Annie got right to work. She rolled up her sleeves and smiled. Hi, everybody, she said cheerfully. None of the soldiers smiled back. I have good news, she said. We've brought lunch. Annie moved down the row of cots. She handed out pieces of bread and chunks of potatoes to all the patients. You'll be feeling better soon, she said to one sick man. You'll see your family again, she told another. Jack looked around nervously. He wasn't sure what to do. Give them water, Jack, Annie called to him. Jack saw a tin cup beside each man's cot. He picked up the first cup. Carefully, he used the ladle to fill it with water. Keeping his eyes down, Jack handed the cup to the patient. He felt shy and uncomfortable. He didn't know what to say. Jack moved on to the next patient, then the next. He gave each wounded man a cup of water. 
but he never looked right at any of them or spoke a word. Soon, Jack and Annie had finished passing out food and water. Goodbye, Annie said. She waved and left the tent. Jack quickly followed her. Let's go home now, he begged once they were outside. We've got what we came for. If we leave now, the patients in the next tent will go hungry and thirsty, said Annie. Jack sighed. Okay, he said, but after we take care of them, we're leaving for sure. He followed Annie into the next tent. Just like the last tent, it was filled with wounded soldiers, but the soldiers in this tent were all African-Americans. Hi, everybody, Annie said, smiling warmly. Again, she passed out potatoes and bread. She also talked and made jokes. Jack poured water into each of the tin cups. Again, he didn't speak to any of the soldiers, but as he handed over the last cup, a patient spoke to him. Thank you for your kindness, son, the soldier said. Jack glanced shyly at the man on the cot. He was an elderly, silver-haired black man. You're welcome, said Jack. He tried to think of something else to say. He remembered Annie's cheerful words. You'll get well soon, he told the patient. You'll be with your family again. The man shook his head. No, I'll never be with my family again, he said quietly. My wife and children were sold long ago. Sold, said Jack. Yes, we were slaves, the man said. You were a slave, asked Jack. All of us in this tent were once slaves, the man said. We ran away from our owners in the South to fight to end slavery, to fight for freedom of our people. I ran barefoot for over 30 miles to tell the Union soldiers that the Confederates were going to attack. The man fell silent. You're a very brave freedom fighter, said Jack. Thank you, son. The man closed his eyes. Jack wanted to know more about slavery, but he didn't want to bother the weary patient. He pulled out the Civil War book. He found a picture of African-Americans standing on a platform. The men, women, and children had chains on their hands and feet. Jack read, In the 1800s, the United States was divided over the issue of slavery. The North wanted the country to end all slavery, but the South wanted to keep slaves because more than 4 million African-American slaves worked in the huge plantation fields there. This disagreement between the North and South led to the Civil War. Jack looked down at the man's face. He looked very wary. Jack pulled the nurse's list of rules from his knapsack. Lessen sorrow and give hope, he read. Jack put the list away. He leaned close to the man and spoke in a soft voice. One day, your great-great-grandchildren will be doctors and lawyers, he said. The man opened his eyes. Jack went on. They'll help run the government and schools. They'll be senators and generals and teachers and principals. The man stared hard into Jack's eyes. Can you see the future, son? he asked. Jack nodded. In a way, he said. The man smiled a beautiful smile. Thank you, son, he said. Then he closed his eyes again. Good luck, whispered Jack. He hoped the brave man would live to enjoy freedom. Ready to go home now, Jack, said Annie. She had finished passing out the food. Jack nodded. As he and Annie stepped out of the tent, they heard someone shout, She's back! A horse-drawn wagon was barreling into the camp. Who's back? asked Annie. Clara Barton, a patient said. She runs this hospital. Clara Barton, said Annie. I don't believe it. Who's Clara Barton, asked Jack. He'd heard the name before, but he couldn't remember who she was. Who's Clara Barton, said Annie. Are you nuts? She ran to meet the wagon. Chapter 5, Angel of the Battlefield. 
Jack still didn't remember who Clara Barton was. He pulled out the Civil War book and read, Clara Barton was a famous Civil War nurse. When she began nursing, she used her own money for her supplies. She drove a horse-drawn ambulance right onto the battlefield to help save wounded soldiers. For this reason, she became known as the Angel of the Battlefield. Jack put the book away. Then he hurried to Annie. He looked at the woman sitting in the driver's seat of the wagon. She doesn't look like an angel, Jack thought. The woman was very small. She had a plain, serious face and dark hair pulled back in a bun. She wore a long black skirt and a black jacket. In the back of her wagon were more wounded soldiers in torn, bloody uniforms. They moaned and cried out. Nurses, both men and women, were putting the wounded men on stretchers. Clara Barton wiped her forehead. She looked hot and tired. Can we help you, Miss Barton? Annie asked. Who are you? said Clara Barton. Jack and Annie, said Annie. We're volunteer nurses. What can we do, Miss Barton? Clara Barton smiled. First, you can call me Clara, she said. Second, would you ride with me back toward the battlefield? There are more wounded waiting to be picked up. Sure, said Annie. Jack didn't answer. After seeing all the suffering men in the wagon, he was afraid of getting closer to the battlefield. And you? Clara asked Jack. Her dark, serious eyes looked right into his. Jack didn't want to admit he was afraid. Sure, no problem, he said. Very good, said Clara Barton. Let's go. Jack and Annie climbed up into the driver's seat next to her. By now, all the soldiers had been taken out of the wagon. Take care of my new family members, Clara called to the nurses. She snapped the reins. The horse-drawn ambulance rolled off, sending up clouds of dust.